0: Welcome to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is March 1, and our chapter reading for today is Deuteronomy chapter 32. Moses is singing. He's about to leave. He is going to make his way from this earth to his heavenly home. But before he does... Moses is going to sing another song, and he says, Hear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb and as showers on the grass. I cannot tell you what this description would mean to those who were dry and thirsty, living in the Arava, living in the Negev, living in a dry and dusty land where no water is. And Moses is saying, Oh, I'm going to tell you some beautiful, refreshing things. And Moses was a refreshment himself to the people of God. My, what a man he was and how he interceded and loved the people of God. Oh, he got put out with them like everyone does with everyone else. But the truth is, He was a great man of God. And when the Lord, the Father in heaven wanted to encourage The Lord Jesus, while he was here on this earth, yes, he sent angels into the wilderness where he was tempted into the desert. And the Bible says, and angels came and ministered to him. And he was out there for 40 days and 40 nights being tempted and solicited to rebel against the father of his love. And he was with the wild animals, the Bible says, But the angels came, the heavenly divine emissaries came and ministered to him. It was that way in the garden when he had had the greatest struggle of his days on earth, as he wrestled and said, Not my will, but thine. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the flesh was pulled back and the glory that he had had with the Father was revealed for just a moment, the Bible says that the Father sent two heavenly people to speak with him about his echodos, about his exodus, about the Lord Jesus leaving this earth, his way out. And he sent Moses, who had been laid down to rest and sleep by the Lord himself. Can you imagine what that was like? Can you imagine as we read in just a moment about him going up that God says, Moses, You're going to close your eyes in just a moment. I want you to lie down over here. I'm not going to strike you down. I want you to lie down and I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And the moment you close your eyes, you're going to wake up in my presence. Can you imagine what Moses said, Lord, I've already been here, and because of you, now I am here with you. And uh, look at Elijah. Elijah represents all of those who will never taste death, but Lord, I've tasted it, and you are here to win the victory for all of us, and so we won't tell you this death that's coming up, it's our way out. And so they talked about it, and Peter got so excited when he realized he was in the presence of of something that no other people on earth would ever see, but he and the sons of thunder, James and John, would see. And he did what he usually did. He spoke before he put his mind in gear, and he said, Lord, this is so wonderful. What I'd like to do, if you'd let us, we want to build three worship centers here, one tabernacle for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And the father said, Oh, no, Peter, listen, this is my beloved son. You hear him. Because you see, Moses and Elijah was there because of Jesus, not the other way around. They had come to encourage Jesus to do what he had promised to do before the world began and that is to die as a substitute for sinful man's sin. And so Moses, the Bible says, sang a song, and he raised his hands toward heaven and blessed the God of heaven. And we pick up on the narrative in verse 44. So Moses came with Joshua the son of Nun and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. Moses finished speaking all these words to all of Israel, and he said to them, Set your hearts on all the words which I testify that I am bearing witness to you that you carefully observe them. All the words of this law, for it is not a futile thing for you. What's he talking about? He's talking about the law. Why? Because it is your life. Over and over again in this 365 days that we're going to walk together, listen to me. Please hear me. I pray that above all else, that Jesus will become your life, that he will become the most precious one to you, that he will be more real to you than your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your mom and dad. I pray that he will become more real to you than your hands and feet, that he will become your life, that he will become above all precious to you and that to hurt him would be a disaster in your life, that you want to honor him. You want to make sure he's happy. You want to make sure he's pleased because he is the love of your life. He is the delight of your soul. Set your hearts on all the words which I testify. Set your hearts. Now that word is the word sum, S-U-M, sum, not sum, sum, S-U-M. Now, what does it mean, Sum. set your hearts? Well, it does mean set in the sense of this. It means to establish your heart. It means to determine in your heart. It means to assign this to your heart, appoint this to your heart. You see, what Moses is saying is you've got to make a choice. He's already asked them to choose life over death because Jesus is your life. The law of the Lord is our delight. It was David's delight. It's my delight. I pray it becomes your delight in every way. But what Moses was saying is you've got to make a decision. You've got to set your heart. This doesn't come natural. It's supernatural. You see, loving the word of God and loving God is not natural. It's supernatural. It's the appropriation of God's grace. God's grace is there. He wants us to love him. He wants us to follow him. He wants us to obey him, but we have to make the choice to do it. And God enables us to do that, but we have to reach out our hands and take it. Now he gives us the strength to reach out our hands, but we got to make the decision. It starts in the mind. It starts in the heart. It starts in the thoughts. And so, what Moses said is, set your hearts. Isn't it interesting that just before he died, he said, You got some decisions to make. I've already lived my life. Now, you've got to make yours. Many times at funerals, I can't even tell you how many funerals I've done. I wish I'd have kept up with all of them, just the number of them. Over 47 years of ministry, of pastoring for more than 40 years, and in many times, in many ways, pastoring older congregations, especially to begin with. And so I've buried a lot of people. And many times I have stood beside a grave and I have looked at that family grieving and my heart has grieved with them because the grave seems so final. That's the hardest place it seems for me is to stand there beside that grave, knowing that body is going to go in the ground and be covered. And my heart weeps. But here's what I've said so many times, We've come as far as we can come, and I will call their name. We've come as far as we can come with them. We've walked with them the last mile on this earth that we will walk with them, and they in the flesh and we in the flesh. Now we're going to walk together in a new day, in a new time, in a new way, in a new place. But for now, we've come to the end. Moses has come to the end, and here's what he says. Establish your heart. Make a choice that your heart, your life is going to be revolving around God, that he is the center of your life. Yes, he is your life. Make it a choice. Determine it. You know how you get something done? You determine you're going to do it. And you ask God to help you and he'll help you. God will help you to love him. God will help you to know him. God will help you to walk with him. God will help you to read the word. Now, listen we are seven days away from 66 days of being in the word of God. For some of you, you already know it. You've formed a habit. you formed a habit so deep that now it's a part of who you are. And every day will be like clenching that nail tighter on the other side because now you have reached a milestone here in March. Now listen, you can never let up. You see, the only way you coast is is downhill. If you're going to go to the next level, and I don't think the next level you want is down. It's upward. It's onward. We press on the upward way. New heights we're gaining. Every day. You don't do that coasting. You get ready for bed at night and you say, God, give me the rest I need. And if it be your will, wake me in the morning with you on my mind so I can walk with you and talk with you all day. God, help me. I don't want to go to bed angry. I don't want to go to bed grieving. I don't want to go to bed upset. I want to go to bed in fellowship with you and in fellowship with those that I love. And Lord, If I wake in the morning, I want to walk with you and talk with you. You see, these are the determinations. The word is appointment, not as in an appointed time as in Moed, no, but as an assignment. God, you've assigned me, and now I'm assigning my heart to seek after you, to thirst after you as the deer, as the doe, as the heart pants after the water brooks. As a deer that has been running in the forest, as a doe that has been in the desert looking for water, and her heart is thirsty, and she is beginning to pant, she's beginning to blow, and now, now she has found water. As the doe, as the deer, as the heart pants after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after you, O God. May God enable us to stay on His trail. May God enable us to set our hearts toward Him. And so the Bible says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, verse 48, that very same day, saying, Go up this mountain, the mountain of Abarim, of Abiram, we call it, up to Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, Across from Jericho, he's laying out all of these geographical coordinates, so Moses is not the least bit confused. View the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, and die on the mountain which you ascend, and be gathered to your people just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. And because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Mirabad Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, Because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel, you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there, into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. And so Moses went up on Mount Nebo. He had had an opportunity to look from Pisgah's highest peak, and he had seen it all. And now it was time for him to lie down and to die. It's going to come a time in your life and mine. Save the great snatching away at the rapture of the church, of the people of God, Jew and Gentile, born again. We will be rising together. But until that time, it's appointed unto men once to die, and after that comes the judgment. Moses was ready to die. Did he want to do things that he didn't get to do? Yes. But it was Moses' time to die. When it comes time for us to put our head on the pillow of death, may God find us faithful as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions.